The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that gives a quick look at something that happened a long time ago today. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're talking about the history of seeing-eye dogs, a cogent reminder that the canine species is man's best friend for a reason. The day was January 29, 1929. The Seeing Eye was established as the first guide dog training school in the United States. It's hard to say for exactly how long dogs have been helping blind humans, But based on ancient artwork dating as far back as the first century, it seems the partnership is a very old one indeed. However, guide dogs didn't become part of the medical establishment until the 1750s, when a Paris hospital for the blind began training them systematically. Within a few decades, the practice spread to Austria, where a trainer named Johann Wilhelm Klein developed one of the first formalized methods for instructing guide dogs. His breeds of choice were shepherds and poodles, and while you don't see too many guide poodles today, German shepherds are still one of the most popular breeds for training. Klein also came up with the idea of using a stiff harness system to make a blind person more attuned to their dog's movements. As he explained in a textbook he wrote on the subject, quote, A rigid connection allows the person to feel when a dog is making a side movement or standing still something that a soft leash cannot accomplish. Klein's pioneering techniques helped pave the way for the modern guide dog movement that began in Europe in the 1920s. After the First World War, thousands of German soldiers returned home blinded or visually impaired, usually by mustard gas. This prompted the creation of experimental training schools, where dogs were taught helpful skills to help blind veterans live more independently. 
Around the same time, a wealthy American dog trainer named Dorothy Harrison Eustace was busy setting up a training facility of her own in Switzerland. She'd been hired to breed and train German shepherds for the Swiss Army, and in 1927, she paid a visit to a dog training clinic in Potsdam, Germany, to compare techniques. Eustace was blown away by the training exercises she observed there, so much so that she wrote an article about the experience for the Saturday Evening Post. She concluded the piece with a full-throated endorsement of the German guide dog model, writing, quote, No longer dependent on a member of the family, a friend, or a paid attendant, the blind can once more take up their normal lives as nearly as possible where they left them off. Each can begin or go back to a wage-earning occupation, secure in the knowledge that he can get to and from his work safely and without cost, that crowds and traffic have no longer any terrors for him, and that his evenings can be spent among friends without responsibility or burden, and last, but far from least, that long, healthful walks are now possible to exercise off the unhealthy fat of inactivity, and so keep the body strong and fit. Gentlemen, again, without reservation, I give you the shepherd dog. That article, titled The Seeing Eye, garnered considerable attention in the U.S., especially among blind people who wanted to know how they could obtain a trained guide dog of their own. Among those interested parties was Morris Frank, a 19-year-old from Nashville, Tennessee, who had been blinded in two separate accidents. Frustrated by his lack of mobility and his dependence on others, Frank wrote a letter to Eustace asking for her help. Train me, he implored and I will bring back my dog and show people here how a blind man can be absolutely on his own. The problem with his request was that Eustace had never trained a guide dog before. Her specialty was police dogs. Still, she was moved by Frank's letter and agreed to help as best she could. For the next several months, Eustace worked with her partner at the facility, Elliot S. Jack Humphrey, on adapting their training regimen to better suit the needs of a blind person. Once they had it all worked out, they began training a dog for Frank, a female German shepherd named Buddy. Frank joined them in Switzerland in April of 1928 and spent the next six weeks training with Buddy to learn how to work together to navigate the world. When the course was complete, the newly bonded pair returned to the U.S., where Buddy made headlines as the first formally trained guide dog in the country. Not long after, Reporters asked Frank how having a guide dog had improved his life, and he provided them with a pretty compelling answer. With Buddy at his side, Frank gave a public demonstration by walking across one of New York's most hazardous thoroughfares, West Street, or as it's known to locals, Death Avenue. The pair made it through without a scratch, and Frank sent a one-word celebratory telegram to the woman who had made it possible. It said simply, Success. Buoyed by the positive press, Frank worked with Eustace to form a guide dog training school right in his hometown of Nashville. The organization, dubbed The Seeing Eye after her article, was officially formed on January 29, 1929, and the first class was held the following month. It took some time for people to warm up to the idea of dogs leading people through public places, but Frank and Buddy gradually won them over, and little by little, Seeing-eye dogs became a common sight in the U.S. In 1931, two years after founding the Seeing-eye in Nashville, 
Frank relocated the organization to Whippany, New Jersey, where he felt the climate would be more conducive to dog training. The school remained there until the late 1960s, when it moved again to its current headquarters in Morris Township, New Jersey. Since its founding, the Seeing Eye has partnered nearly 20,000 specially trained dogs with blind or visually impaired people in the U.S. and Canada. And while it may be the oldest operating guide dog school in the world, it's still going strong teaching new tricks to this day. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHCshow. You can also rate or review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.